publish her podcast, episode 65. Have you ever made a mistake that you felt like you could not come back from? Well, that's kind of what happened with Toby Dore, who is our guest this week. This is such a phenomenal episode. I'll never forget when Toby reached out to the Women in Publishing Summit and um, my, one of my team members, Nancy, saw her application and was like, Alexa, you have to check this out. And her story was like a movie and funny enough lifetime is putting out a movie about this woman but uh long story short she'll tell us all about it about how she helped someone escape from prison then went to prison herself and how her whole world has evolved since then her book living with conviction is available now and such a great story of what she learned and how she grew from this experience and her message is you are not your worst mistake we can come past things and out of things. So I am looking forward to this, to to the feedback on this episode. It was such a great, I just, I love talking to Toby whenever I can. So before we get into the podcast, if you're not subscribed to us yet, if you would please go to wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe. And if you love it, if you'd leave us a review, that would be tremendously helpful. As always, check out womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash events. We have webinars going on every month and other opportunities for you to get more training and development, and we would love to see you over there. All right, on with the show. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been, and I felt what you're feeling, and I don't want to get in your way. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Publish Her podcast. I am so excited to bring you Toby Dore today, who was one of our featured speakers on the Women in Publishing Summit in 2021, and her story is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, she's getting ready to finally launch her memoir after several years of trying to work with an agent and find a publisher, and we'll talk about all of these things later in the podcast, but um, it's finally happening, so we are so excited about that. So let me tell you about Toby. On February 20, I'm sorry, on February 12th, 2006, Toby Dore liberated a convicted murderer from Lansing Correctional Facility. For a handsome younger man doing life, Toby dared the unthinkable, a prison escape. Like eloping honeymoons, the, fugitive ran, the fugitives ran for 12 days until the authorities tracked them to Tennessee, where at 100 miles per hour, officers forced them into a highway median and into a tree. Sounds like a movie, doesn't it? Maybe one day, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> the arresting U.S. Marshal advised Toby, don't let this be who you are. 27 months later, Toby completed her time in federal prison. Since then, she's remarried, achieved two master's degrees, and rebuilt a broken life. Toby knows the escape will surely be her most extraordinary experience, but her gift to the world is greater. Inspired by women who said, that could have been me, she wrote a memoir. The Unleashed series where Toby explores women escape your prison. She's been featured in the Wall Street Journal, Anderson Cooper, Brooke Baldwin, Inside Edition, The Atlantic, and Dateline. She's a regular guest on podcasts, including the nationally ranked criminal podcast, and a screenplay is in the works. Welcome, Toby. Thank you so much, Alex. I'm thrilled to be here. 
I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. And you know, it's interesting reading that bio before we get into the real topic at hand, which is why it's so important to tell these these big stories, these difficult stories. Um, I think it's interesting to really spend a moment and we'll, we'll end with this discussion too on the publishing part and that how hard it can be to get your story, even when it's this juicy, even when you've been on the news featured by major outlets, how hard it can still be sometimes to find an agent, to find a publisher. And we just assume a story like this will be a no brainer for someone to pick up. Yes. And the funny thing is a lot of people turned away from my book because they said the story's already out there. It's been on everything. Everybody knows the story. So nobody will want anything else. But my book isn't about what's out there. No. And you know, it's so interesting to me because I've seen, I've interviewed you in the summit and, and here I know your story. I, and I've, I've seen some of the interviews that you've shared with us and I would still read that book and watch that movie. So sometimes it's just really surprising to me what is going on in the in the minds of agents and publishers. Mm-hmm. It is a puzzle, that's for sure. Oh, no kidding. All right, so let's talk about your decision to, well, first of all, is there anything from your story? Your bio gives the big, broad picture. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to share with people before we get into talking about telling the difficult story? Well, I have had to analyze in a lot deeper way over the last few months my story. And what I finally, the enlightenment that finally came to me is that I, for all of my life, until I met John Maynard, I had been invisible. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people can relate to that, but it was that feeling of being invisible that pushed me into doing something out of character. And as we know, as we've, as, as I know, though, the audience doesn't know yet, but as we've discussed, there were other things that had happened in your life that mm-hmm. this forward, like your daughter and the loss yes. of your daughter. Yes, yes. I lost my daughter um, 18 hours and 31 minutes after she was born. Oh. And it was horrific. And I know you've done a whole book on it and I still need to read your book, but I... My husband didn't know how to deal with Emily's death. And so anytime we would talk about it, I would cry. And he decided that the best way to deal with this in trying to protect me is that we would never talk about it because then I just wouldn't need to cry. But that was the worst thing I could do. You know, I just had this loss, this hole that just festered and festered and festered and, and I never was able to get it out. And like children, sometimes even adults act out when we don't know how to deal with the big emotions. Yes, that's definitely true. Absolutely. I think um, it's, that's not an unusual story. Um, I I lost an infant daughter as well, and I'm now divorced. And a lot of it is largely because of the way our lives just went in different directions Mm -hmm. after that event and how we processed it. So no, oh, yeah. it's, it's a hard journey, but look at, look at where it got you. Yes, that's right. I'm in such a good place now. And, ah. you know, I think of really the moment that I decided to escape, the real question was, how far would I go to feel alive again? Because I just felt 
did. And mm. I needed to do something or give up. That was my two choices I felt at the time. Yeah. So, and, and I think that's the choice that a lot of people make. You, you do, you either go to one extreme or the other, it feels mm-hmm. like. And right. um, I, my extreme was completely immersing myself in trying to help others to get out of the spot I was in, but Mm -hmm. I mean, I can totally, I mean, we're not going to talk about all this later. I mean, right now, but I can totally see how I also acted out in, I didn't break anybody out of prison, but sometimes Mm -hmm. it feels like that's kind of what I was doing in some of my Mm -hmm. efforts to, to again, feel alive and find yourself, which is why I think the topic that we have as our main topic today is so important. And that is telling the difficult story. Mm -hmm. just tell me, uh, tell our audience a little bit about why you think it's important for them as writers to be willing to be brave and to share all the things that their difficult story. Yeah. So my current husband and I have been married for 14 years and we have a really deep conversational relationship. I mean, we talk for hours about everything and just the other night, the day before yesterday, he asked me a question about how I felt about something that was in my book. Hmm. And I gave him an answer and he looked at me and he said, you have changed. And I said, what? He said, you are so much deeper than you were. I mean, you were deep before, but he said, wow, where did this all come from? And I said, from the last six months of editing and restructuring and editing and restructuring. So in the process of getting this book print ready, I had to dig in and find out who I was and where I wanted to go. And it has significantly changed my life and made me a much stronger um, person with a bigger story to share. And what do you hope to achieve with that story? Who are you really reaching to impact? I'm hoping to reach women who feel also that they're invisible. And my message really to women is that we need to escape our prisons. And we all have prisons. And I actually went to a real prison, but I found out that being in that real prison wasn't nearly as hard as being in the prison I'd been in for the rest of my the, my previous life. That wow. was much more of a prison. Wow. So when, if, if someone were to ask you their advice on, um, on their big story and how to tell that story, what would you want to share with them? I think you have to just start writing, but know what you start writing isn't going to be what you end up with, but you have to start. And I started my story while I was still in prison in journals. And I filled like 25 journals with my thoughts. And when I sat down to actually put my story together, I referenced those journals a lot to go back and get how I was really feeling at that moment. And you need to be willing, you have to be honest with yourself. You have to really say, this is what I did. And even though it was really ugly, this is what I did and this is why I did it. And this is how I feel about it today. Mm -hmm. So um, you can't, try to protect yourself or leave anything else out. You have to bring it all out and bring it to the surface because the readers will know if you aren't telling the full story. They'll know that there's something missing. So originally you had an agent who was who was trying to help you get your book into mm-hmm. publishers. Can you talk about that process a little bit and, and why you left that process? Yes, so I 
went through the whole process of writing a query letter and getting an agent. And the first agent, I sent out like 87 queries to agents. And the first one who replied back and said, I'd like to take your book. I was like, yay. And I signed <laughs> and off we went. <clears throat> and I didn't even have a conversation with her really to get a feel for how she envisioned my book or where we wanted to go. And and then coronavirus happened and everything shut down and it just stalled. So there were a, quite a few publishing houses that considered my book, but at the last minute, they all turned it away for one reason or another. And I decided I needed to do something different. So I decided to let my agent go and kind of try to find my own path. And my thought was, I had a, a clause in our contract that I couldn't approach any of the houses that she had talked to for six months after our contract ended, or she would get credit for it. So essentially that meant, you know, what agent would want to pick me up in that first six months because right. they're kind of have their hands tied. So I thought I would just take six months off and just kind of reevaluate. And then I went to your uh, conference last year and was a speaker. And after that conference, I had several publishers contact me and were interested in, you know, picking up my book. And I talked to several of them. And then I ended up going with Grace Point Publishing because I just felt like they believed in my story almost more than I did. And they were just, they had so such visions for it. And they were so willing to, you know, do what it took to get it out there. And so I decided to go with Grace Point, and I have been so thrilled with them. Uh, they have just brought my book to life, and, and I've been writing this book for 15 years, and I had it starting at one place and ending at one place, and they said, uh, let's don't start here. Let's start further in the story. Let's start, you know, where you first start standing up for yourself, and let's not make this a book about the escape. And let's not make it a book about this relationship you have with John Maynard and being on the run. Let's make this a book about Toby Dore finding herself in prison and how she rebuilt her life and moved on. And so it is such a stronger book now. And <clears throat> they have just pushed me and pushed me to bring out more and restructure and reevaluate. And I think that what we've got now, I mean, it just... I cry when I read it because it's just, I feel, even though it's mine, I feel like it's so powerful and so beautiful. And I would have never had that if I'd stayed with the agent because I didn't feel that <clears throat> that one-on-one -on -one mm -hmm. connection. And, you know, I've had several phone calls with the two owners of Grace Point Publishing and they get off the phone and my husband says, where else would you be talking to the owner of the company that's publishing your book, you know, for two or three hours at a time. Yeah. So I really like the personal attention that I got from the smaller publisher. Yeah, they are, <laughs> they are wonderful. Um, Michelle and Karen, just as individuals are mm -hmm. amazing people and the company's good. And it's, it's such a good fit for your genre and your storyline. And I think that's a, a major piece of advice for everyone too. just talking about what you went through with the agent and then finding the publisher is that just because one agent or one publisher says yes, 
you got to dig a little bit deeper and make yes. sure that they are that right fit. Ask the questions, ask the vision, like, like you said, and, and find out. But I think it's been, it's been wonderful to watch how they have helped you shape and mold your story and, and have worked through with you to really develop it instead of just saying, yeah, it's a good story. There it is. Let's go. Yeah, right. exactly. I um, also feel like when I was had the agent and I was going to go with a traditional publisher, I kind of learned that if a traditional publisher buys the book, they can kind of do what they want with it. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm out of the picture, but I have never been out of the picture with Grace Point. I still yeah. have the final say on everything. I've been involved in every decision, every discussion. And this story is so personal that I feel feel if I had given up that personal connection to it, the story would have suffered. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you on this one in particular. So the book officially launches when? June 15th. Yay. Yay. We have a date so on the excited. calendar. Yes. And yes. it's on pre-order so people can it's go. It's on pre-order now. That's right. It's listed on Amazon. The title of the book is Living with Conviction. Living with Conviction. And, mm -hmm. okay. and there's going to be an ebook, a paperback, a hardback, and an audio book. And we're trying to have all of them ready for release on June 15th. That's the way to do it. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, I am, I'm just tickled. Um, you know, we had had many conversations back and forth about what to do, um, to whether you should find another agent, whether you should mm -hmm. go with Grace Point or not. And I'm really glad you went with your gut on that because it has really turned out great for you. And I can't wait to have a copy in my hand. I've seen a couple <laughs> of chapters. Which yes. So well done. Um, <laughs> it's funny. You sent them over for feedback and I was like, I can't give you much feedback. This is great. <laughs> I love where it's going. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed them. And probably whatever I sent you has totally changed by now. Probably, because that's part of the process, isn't mm -hmm. it? Um, in fact, while we, so, okay, let's talk about this process for a little bit, because I also think this is, um, I think this is a place where especially um, indie authors, whether they're self-publishing or whether they are going with some type of, of smaller, either self-publishing assist or a smaller um, house, um, don't really realize that when they get that first draft done, even if it's been edited, that that may not be where their book winds mm -hmm. up. And you talked about how they've, you know, helped you adjust where it should start and where it should stop. But one of the things you shared with me was how much more they made you dig into the other things. Yes, absolutely. So it, it wasn't just enough for me to write about what happened to me, the, how I felt during that time and how I feel about it now, that had to come out too. Because yeah. that's the story. Yeah. And one thing I found to be so helpful is, you know, Microsoft Word has that tool where they can read the book to you. So uh -huh. I would sit and put the book on and let it read to me. And even if I read it out loud myself, or I read it, you know, just read the words, when Word read it to me aloud, I heard things that I didn't hear when I read it to myself. And so I had, I found tons of things that just didn't sound good enough. And it, you know, that caused me to re-edit nearly everything. 
That's such a great idea. I've, um, mm -hmm. I've had other authors tell me that they'll download it to their phone and, and do the, like the whisper sync that Kindle will uh -huh. do, but I actually did not know that Microsoft had a, so I'm yes. putting that as a note. That's so cool. And to your point, like hearing it out loud, oh my gosh. So I'm working on, I'm still feels like forever working on my novel too. And I had um, a draft chapter to that I thought was good to go. And I read it to some of my teammates when we were together in October and just reading it aloud, I was like, oh my gosh, this doesn't work. No, that doesn't. I've said uh -huh. the same word five times yes. in the last three paragraphs and things you, your brain just doesn't connect with when you're just reading that's it. right it makes such a difference and it and it makes such a difference to hear something else read it to me instead of me sitting there and yes. reading it out loud because then I'm my brain's focusing on what I'm reading instead of listening to what I'm hearing yes and exactly. it made such a difference it made such a difference that's a really good tip um okay so um uh, what about the rest of the process how the how has the process been for you in terms of like preparing for publication the cover all of those pieces well, I am kind of a graphics designer and I, I play around with graphics. So I've been designing covers for this book for four years. I have a folder with probably 200 ideas <laughs> for covers. And then, you know, Grace Point said, let us see what we can do. And they came back with two or three covers. And I was like, well, I kind of like this. I kind of like that. And then they showed me this new one. And I said, that is it. That's what I want. And I think it was such a benefit to remove designing the cover off of my plate because yes. somebody else came up with an idea that I wouldn't have never thought of. And I'm just in love with it. I love that. So what are you doing in terms of preparing for launch and marketing? Well, I, we, <laughs> I just had an email today from Grace Point, and I have a meeting with them on Friday to start working on the audiobook because I'm going to read it myself. Oh, yay. Yeah. And so we're going to start that process so that it can be released on June 15th as well. And Grace Point is hiring Smith Publicity Company to represent me and get me some interviews out there. So we have a strategy meeting with them next week. So right now I'm just kind of getting ready for this big rush. And next week, actually, I'm going to Boston College and I'm going to be Boston College, their journalism class, their journalism department has a graduate journalism class called Telling the Difficult Story. How and they reached, yes, they reached <laughs> out to me and asked if I would be willing to come and be an instructor for one week of their class. And so I'm going to go there and do that. And then they've also set up a, a public uh, speaking engagement that evening for anyone on the campus that wants to come. So I am so excited about that. That is a really cool opportunity. And mm -hmm. also it, it just the way that authors can think of thinking outside of the box opportunities. Yes. Uh, I have another um, author client who wrote a book called The Car Thief, and it's about kids in the juvenile justice system. Mm -hmm. I only make the comparison because she's actually found a lot of success by reaching out to criminal justice departments, because even though her book is a novel and it's a fiction book, it's very poignant. It's very much yes. about uh -huh. the broken system. Yes. And so she's been going and speaking to college level classes as well about her book. And, mm -hmm. and the, that's the, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So think, <laughs> think about your book and where right. I think the colleges way. are a rich bed of opportunity. 
Yes, I, I agreed. And, you know, you, you may not sell a ton of books. You might, because mm-hmm. if a college professor decides to pick it up as a required reading mm-hmm. or. Well, they are like considering that. that. So I'm excited. So that Boston so College cool. has this program where they assign a nonfiction book to their freshman class, every freshman class that comes in. And they have to spend the year really working through that book. And all of the professors that teach freshman classes are required to create a class around that book, one of their classes. Yeah. Wow. So (laughs) they're talking about picking my book up for that. And that I'm so excited. If that comes through, that would be awesome. That would be really cool. Well, that's great. So you, Mm -hmm. this is not your only book though. You've got a whole nother series of books that Mm -hmm. are workbooks. Tell us about that. So I, I decided, you know, I can tell my story and, and I can reach women that are struggling and want to, and I can offer them hope and inspiration that they can rebuild their lives. But then I realized, well, maybe they need some tools to be able to do that. So I created a series of workbooks called the Unleashed series. And the first one is Butterflies Unleashed. And it talks about transforming your life. And we it discusses basic characteristics for how to uh, put yourself on a trajectory to move forward and make change in your life. And then we have the Be Unleashed book, which is about being part of a healthy community. Because a lot of women that I met in prison, especially, were there because they weren't in a healthy community. And so this workbook is more about, you know, how can I find that perfect community and how can I be a contributing member to it and how can I cultivate something positive out there? So that's that what that workbook's about. And then Dragonflies Unleashed is the third book in that series. And it's about women who feel this yearning to make a difference somehow, but they can't really put their finger on what it is. And we go through some exercises to help them narrow down what that thing is that they're being called to do. That's really good. Are there more books to come in that series? Yes, there's three more books to come in that series. There's a new leadership series that's coming out and I'm calling it Creators Unleashed for women who are visionary leaders and who want to create, change the world with ideas Mm -hmm. and Nurturers Unleashed who are women who are empathetic empathetic leaders and they want to change the world by spreading love and peace and then warriors unleashed who are women who have a fire in their soul and they are called to write some kind of injustice i feel like you wrote that entire series for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's a little bit of all those in us isn't there (laughs) that's wonderful i think we've got a great audience of women who would really connect with those now those sound like they are very broad audience well not broad you've got it narrowed down to that niche Mm -hmm. but to anyone now the first series is that primarily for women in the who have been in prison or or started out with the intention that it was for women in prison or women who are getting out of prison but i I've had women, just regular women in the community buy them and love them and feel like they were really helpful. So it's really any woman who's looking for a change in her life. Well, they sound amazing. Well, I am just, I'm so excited for you. Um, It's been really wonderful to watch your journey progress and to see how things go. And I think you're such a, you're such a great example of a couple of different things. One, that some of the worst things in life can happen to you and you can still choose to be different and to have a different ending is such a big, you know, one of the things I say is that those really difficult places in your life, 
those are the ones you need to be the most grateful for because that's where character is born. Amen. You know, you don't build character when the world's rosy. So right. love those hard places and use them for what they're put there for. Do you think there was anything special about your personality or your upbringing or anything that made you be able to take this road that maybe other people wouldn't be able to, to, to charge ahead so much to make a change? That's a really tough one. And I know that a lot of, there's so many different family structures out there. And I was blessed. I did have parents who loved me and were supportive of me. But I have to say, my mom got me through all of this. She never judged me. She came every visiting day. She called, she wrote. I mean, I knew that she was there for me and that made all the difference in the world. And so, you know, I would say to people out there, if you know someone who's struggling or who's hurt or who's in prison, be that person that makes yourself available to them. And you can then be part of a big change in the world. What a powerful um, takeaway from that. Because I often wonder, like, what the difference is between people who lie down and people who fight, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to get out of those circumstances. And I think you're right. Like, I think some of it is just our nature of who we are. But I think our nature is nurtured by those around us. And I think that's a great example. Yes. And, you know, in my story, I also had members of my family who did not support me through my journey. Mm -hmm. And that was hard. And it could have destroyed me, but I decided I was going to learn that it was okay to let go of some people who didn't want to come along with me on this journey and and I could make it through without them. And that was a really tough lesson to learn, but it has made me stronger. It's a lesson I've had to learn along the way too. And this is why I think that your book is going to speak so much to so many different women, because I think many of us have, like you said, we're all imprisoned at some point in time and something, mm-hmm. whether it's a literal prison or something happening in yes. our lives. Yes, we actually are. And those prisons that exist in our lives that aren't a physical prison, the only way to escape those prisons is to tear down those walls yourself. Nobody else can do it for you. What a great thought to end this podcast on. I think this is, your your message is inspiring. You are inspiring. I, I wish for nothing, but I mean, ultimate success for you. Blockbuster movie. Thank you. Know, you. Oh, by the way, there is a Lifetime movie coming out July 8th. On your book? Yeah, what? on my story. But what? I wasn't consulted. They did it without me. They just did it. They made up a story by reading the, the court records and the any all the other interviews I've done so I have no idea how it's going to be portrayed but well if nothing else let's hope that it directs people to buy your book I'm hoping so yeah that's why we really pushed up the release date is to be there when that movie comes out so yeah that makes a lot of sense oh my gosh Toby okay one more time tell everyone where they can find you and title of your book So my website is tobydoor.com, T-O-B-Y-D-O-R-R. Everything is on that website. Uh, My, the title of my memoir is Living with Conviction, and you can find it on Amazon, or you can find it on my website. There's a link to take you straight to Amazon for it. Great. There's, so you can get there with all that. 
Well, thank you so much for taking time out. I'm really excited for you. This is going to be just, I, I just can't wait to see what comes out of all of this. And I can't if, wait either. <laughs> if nothing else, thank you for sharing your big, difficult story and giving many of us courage to, to make our own changes. You're welcome. And you know, the ability to share that story is something that for me, makes all that not a waste you know all the time I spent in prison it's if I can make something good come of it then then it was worth it what did Emily Dickens say if I can save one heart from breaking then my work is done that's a very loose uh that's, that's a very loose right. I love that I love that but yes I totally agree yes I totally oh, agree so wonderful well keep me informed and I can't I wait definitely to support will. your launch and um everybody okay. go check out her website go check out her book um just a wonderful woman to follow in general, share about her book. I'm sure you can think of someone in your life who needs this book desperately and what a great way to pay it forward by helping other people break, unleash themselves and break free. Yes, of yes, yes, absolutely. All right. Great. Thanks. Okay. Thank you, Alexa. Thank you for joining us on the publisher podcast we hope to see you back for the next episode great huge thanks goes to jasmine commerce for the use of her song you can find jasmine on soundcloud go check out all of her music we'll see you next time no, no, no.